Welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. With me is Brooks Whelan. Hey, welcome to this podcast we created. And Matt Kirshen. Hello. This is me. This is my voice right now, out loud. And the three of us have been recording this podcast for the last two or three months. And in secret. In secret. Behind closed doors. It's like 20- spies. Like podcasting spies. Exactly. And uh, we were reluctant to put out the first few episodes, but we thought you, the podcast listener, are going to be so enamored of this thing that you're going to want to hear how it started. So we're starting you from the very beginning here. Um, this podcast is a podcast with science news, so some of this stuff is going to be a little out of, out of date because it came from three months ago. But... We think you'll enjoy it anyhow. Yep, some of this podcast has now been refuted. Has now been officially technically yeah, actually, refuted. actually, there is some shit that we talk about that totally. has been reversed. So. Neutrinos do not go faster than the speed of light, as it turns out. They don't, and dinosaurs aren't real. Nope. Nope, they never existed. And zombies are, I just heard that today. Yep, although that might be refuted by the time you listen to this. Very yep. possible. And throughout most of the show, Matt is gone in England uh, being a comedian, so we have other special guests on. Yep. But from here on out, you'll be hearing new episodes every week, most of them featuring Matt Kirshen, we hope, and also featuring special guests from the world of comedy and possibly the world of science. Who knows? Who knows? We do. We know. It'll probably yeah. be the world of comedy. By the time you know, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be people who live near or with us. That's true. That's true. So without any further ado, please enjoy the original, original episode one of Probably Science. I'm Brooks Whelan, uh, and we have some co-host Matt Kirshen. Hello. And Andy Wood. Greetings. And we all like science, mm-hmm. but we don't know a bunch about it. We, we have varying levels of competence. Yeah, yeah. You, like, we'll look it up and we'll get facts. You, work, you. you, work, in, you work in a proper lab. You, yeah, I work in a lab. Like, I'm like a scientist is my job, but I'm a pretty bad scientist. Like, I'm an engineer, and I have that job going on right now. I work on eyeballs. But I, specifically on eyeballs? Specifically on, on eye lenses. But, like, I, I don't enjoy it, you know? It's not fun to just Can you sit in the fix, lab like, all day. Like, say I had something going wrong with my eyeball. Could you... You know, like, if a mechanic's got, like, hey, I'm not at work no, right now, I'll but just my say, car's No, I'll got... just say, no, I can't fix right. your eye. <laughs> like, immediately, the like, I can't help you. No. I would just say, yeah, it looks like your eye's fucked up. That's probably not... Yeah, yeah so you got the lingo. So you're more of an eye technician than an eye engineer, it sounds like. You're, no, they like, tell I, you what to do with the eyes and you do it, but you couldn't have your own, you couldn't open up your own eye lab or clinic. Right. No, no, my boss is really smart at it. What I do is I just write protocols, like they're like, hey, test for this, and then I have to figure out how to test for that and then give uh, results on that. So okay. I just figure out how to test stuff and I do that, which is what a lot of engineers do to begin with, and then they kind of figure it all out. And right. then, you know, then they go up and start designing stuff, hopefully... By the time I get there, I'm just full-time comedy. Right. That's the goal of all three of us, is to abandon our science roots. So for right. some reason, we've decided to come back to them for the sake of this podcast. But you, yeah. your background is you studied engineering in college. I studied biomedical engineering, and I graduated from the University of Iowa. Right. And, and I... Uh, should we just go around the horn and yeah, get yeah, our stories? Yeah, also studied... I studied electrical engineering, graduated uh, 12 years ago from Cornell, and I have used it for half that time, and the rest of the time I've been slowly killing off those brain cells uh, through comedy and drink. Um, Which we still, are drink, we're drinking right now. Like, this is a, not a professional right. science. This is not, no, we are not experts at all, but we do have 
I would say if you put the average comedians in a room together and ask them about science, we would probably beat that. We we, we surpass their understanding. But then the second you bring an bit. actual real scientist into right. the room, we, we would kind not of just hold our own. I'm just no. a comedian. Oh, tell yeah. me science, man. Well, um, in my in my case, I did a degree in mathematics that I failed, and then bullshitted my way back in, and eventually scraped a pass. And I have used it on no occasion subsequently. No job, no engineering jobs, no mathematics jobs no, at all. No jobs but, whatsoever. But you have an English accent, which I do gives have an, instant credibility Which to gives smart. the air of a scientist. Like, yeah. I, I think I could easily play, I could either play a kindly scientist or a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think mad, you probably want a hint of German in there, bro. I've got a, I've got a German surname. Like, my, my, my oh, last yeah. name is German, Kirsch, and that's a... Yeah, but you You could play a, a kindly scientist or like an unkindly scientist. Yeah. Basically, you're saying you could play a scientist. I, I could play a scientist. A scientist. <laughs> that is the complete Venn diagram yeah, of scientists. I could play this or the negation of that with scientist added. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we're just gonna um, give you like what's going on currently in the science uh, in the world. Basically, what we Google science and then what interests us, we'll tell you about, and then we'll just do like a little end of the podcast. History science thing. We're, we're bringing you the most recent science from the internet that had an accompanying picture that caught our eye. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if it was on Yahoo's front four icons, we might have. We will up. bring it to you. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's just do it. I mean, like, mostly this podcast is going to be like news. So, you know, it's not boring. You don't just have to hear us talk about our struggling comedic careers. Uh, you're going to learn about science. so uh, Struggling scientific careers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're going to focus on. So this what's, is, what's first? What do we have first, Brooks? Okay, so first was this, uh, they just kind of recently found out that in 1883, like a giant comet broke apart and might have come within like 500 miles of Earth. And like if it hit, it would have been mass extinction. And they figured this out by looking at, at all of these pictures from this astronomer in Mexico in 18, uh, 1883, and he published them. Um, he published all these crazy things that he saw. He saw 450 objects that were surrounded, like, with a mist uh, passing right across the sun, like, right across the face of the sun, and he put that out in a journal, and it was, like, immediately in, like, 1885, all the other scientists were like, no, that wasn't a comet. That was, that was dust on your telescope, or maybe birds. So they immediately like, fuck off. That's not what it was. But now, like, recently scientists went back and looked at all this stuff, and they're like, oh, shit, like, this probably was the tail of a comet, like, not the tail of a comet, but, like, debris from a comet that went by. And the reason, like, nobody else saw it, they say, is because, like, of this thing called parallax, where it was so close to the Earth that, like, in Mexico, at his certain observatory, he could see it, but... Like, other observatories close couldn't see it because it was, like, so specifically close that you needed to be looking at the right angle, like, into the sun to see this. So 500 miles, that's pretty close in Comet. That's, that's insane. very close. It, it, was, it was 600 to 8,000 kilometers, so 370 to 5,000 miles. How long, like, how long would it take at that distance for Bruce Willis and his team to get there and explode it? 
I mean, well, I mean, at first drill to the center of it and then plant an explosive. There yeah. wouldn't be time, would there? No, I, I doubt it. It's yeah. too close. It was 1883. Like they didn't even, like Bruce Willis wasn't even invented yet. It would have had to have a steam spaceship. Yeah, and Bruce Willis was not invented. I stepped on that funny line. <laughs> That's fi- 500 miles. You said, and the Earth, if I remember correctly, is uh, 8,000 about 8,000 miles in diameter. Someone back me. No up one on knows. There's no That's way. There's no way of knowing know. that. We couldn't. But I feel like it's 8,000 miles in diameter. So that that's only one sixteenth of the. That's like here to San Francisco. That's eight thousand like, miles. No, no, the three, the five hundred. Oh, like, it's hey, very close. Yeah. We have the internet. Not Why don't we just type in circular? Like, I, I know, I know, it's eight thousand. I'm just pl- being coy. Yeah, it's it's about eight thousand because it's about twenty five thousand miles around, and you know, divide that by pi. 8,000 miles. So, yeah, one-sixteenth of the Earth's Earth's width. That's how far away that could It was, like, insanely close. close. That's... And it just missed. Yeah, and, like, that would be insane, to, like, how close that was. Are there any statistics on the rate of gay marriage back then and how it correlated to God deciding not to destroy us? Oh, interesting. Zero I wonder what Fred Phelps marriage. would have said about this. Yeah. Because it's pretty close. So there, there, must a warning. Been a, there must have been a lot of homosexuality happening, but not quite enough that... At the very end, maybe some of those people got divorced. Maybe they were allowing yeah. some gay marriage, and then a bunch of those people decided this isn't the right thing, and then the comet just sort of changed its mind. At the some last of the second. gay weddings got mistaken for dust or birds. Right. Yeah. I do like that. That's the dismissal they that was. Go. Uh, you no, saw it's probably birds. birds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just. It's just some Mexican scientist that was like, "No, man, it was not birds." Like. But I also like that, that, that bloody foreigner's just looking at birds again, isn't he? A yeah. <laughs> hundred and some years later, we have the equivalent logic being used by politicians and people arguing against evolution or global warming, any number of things. Like evolution, no, that's birds. Uh, well, it is birds, actually. Yes, it's finches we're talking about that evolved. Like, no, it's just birds. Like, what? Yeah. That's what we're. Birds have always been here, man. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Like, I don't even know. That would be like my grandpa's grandpa, like whoever fought in the Civil War. Like, they would have been like, we won, no slavery, and we're fucked. And there's the comment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, actually, that would have looked horrible. Like, it would have been like, well, God was pro-slavery. <laughs> but this was this was 1883, correct? Yep. Uh, I just finished reading Under the Banner of Heaven, to sidetrack this and make it about Mormonism. Um, this was about when the Mormons backed off on the polygamy edict, so maybe that also thwarted God's wrath. Or maybe oh, wow. It, maybe it's just pure science. You know what? It could be that. <laughs> Who knows? Well, let's no let's, let's play through what would have happened. Literally we, no way. Do you guys? Do we have any informed opinions or just uh, speculations about what might have happened had it hit? It said mass extinction. Done. S- says That's it, all you care about. That's enough for Brooks. We're over. <laughs> mass like, extinction. Uh, we wouldn't be here. Well, it didn't say complete extinction. Uh, just I, mass. I guess. I mean, maybe you know, maybe lizards take it back. You know, the last extinction, mammals survived. Maybe this time it's lizards. Does it say right. cockroaches would have made it? Of course they would have made it. They'd never die. Like, they're good to go. What do you guys think about theories that, uh, and I haven't looked this up because I don't want to, um, that the entire Gulf of Mexico is uh, is a meteor, meteor, meteoric crater from some catastrophic event? I mean, I believe... You know, I don't believe that, but I understand it. Like, I mean, it. Like, you understand that I just said those words. No, I'm just saying, like, to a dumb person, it'd be like, "That's the that's the size of a meteor. Probably could have been a meteor." Like, I just don't buy that. If a meteor that big hit the Earth, I think that that would just shoot the it Earth would, off. Yeah, course. the Earth would just break apart like a like a job breaker. Like it doesn't. You know, like, a, <laughs> like a like a uh, cheap candy. No, I think like a much smaller event could have had a mass extinction right. extin- ex- extension of the dinosaurs. Extension. Extension. Yeah. 
I'm what, all about you, mass extension. What do you think about the possibility that we're all going to die because of um, the super volcano that is the entirety of Yellowstone National Park blowing is, up? Is that one massive volcano? It's an underground. Basically, the entire park is one huge underground volcano. Yeah. And the theory is that that could be. If we're going to get worried about anything being an end-of-times event, that's what we should be worried about. I'm not worried about after-I-die end-of-times events. So, like, whatever, you know, global warming, whatever. Yeah, you've okay. got to think, like, the, the ones that leave just a few of you, that's got to be worse than the... Than the complete... And I, exactly. Like, if we knew tomorrow... If, if the entire world ended at once, it wouldn't be as tragic as half the world ending at once. Yeah. I, I, Particularly I, if it was a useful half. Right. I said the it other... was, like, blue states that got knocked off. That'd be <laughs> the worst... Like, the whole idea of, like, uh, when the zombies take over, you know, and, like, everybody's slow, like, there's always just, like, ten people left. And yeah. that's what the movie is. Like, I would, I bet that I would be zombie, like, immediately. Like, you would I just would give up, because you don't want to be one of those ten people. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, it would, like, the zombie thing would have just happened, like, yesterday. They're like, yeah, we got a new the, zombie. I would have already you'd be You'd be the guy at the beginning who's, like, drunk and curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play drunk It's the curious. worst combination. Oh, what's this over here? Ah, zombie. Your patient zero Done. for zombie dumb. Yeah. Well, I don't think I just think like I would be the first person bitten, and I'd just immediately be like, "I'm never gonna make the movie now." He's so bummed. Uh, you, get, you know, you get to come back in an amusing way towards the end, like, "Oh, that looks a bit like Brooks, but just a bit of him." Yeah, it looks like Brooks been doing meth for an hour, because um, that's what meth does, right? It melts your face. Meth creates zombies. All right, let's do the next one. Let's do the next. That's how enthusiastic we've gotten already. <laughs> yeah. We're ten minutes into Done. the first episode. Let's All do right. the next one. I guess this thing. This is when we would have a musical sting if we had a real production. To da, 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 okay, Tom there we science. Go. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Matt Kirshen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, here we go. Like, this is. We thought we should probably talk at some point about the whole is the speed of light wrong? Because this is um over over in CERN, back there in that Europe, where they've possibly found some neutrinos going faster than the speed of light, which right. is. Tell them what CERN is first. Though. Like, it's, CERN is the European. The, what is it? I don't know what it stands for. It's just for. like the, Central Europe something something. It's the it's a massive it's the massive research lab that's based in Europe. It's based in Switzerland, and it contains the amongst other things the Large Hadron Collider, which right. is the biggest collider in the world. It's and, like a big like it's huge, like miles long. Yeah, it's, it's seventeen of, miles long. Yes, and they just collide particles together. They slam particles together with more energy than they've ever slammed particles together before. And one of the things they discovered, one of the things that seems to have happened, is a detector um, many, many miles away has appeared to have found neutrinos arriving much quicker than they should have been able to. Well, yeah. I say much quicker. It's actually fractionally, fractionally quicker. quicker. Well, they, like, they shot... Quicker. I mean, it's not like they're just like, whoa, here are neutrinos. They shot them out towards uh, yeah, well, Italy. When, well, whenever, they, whenever the collisions happen, one of the things that happens is neutrinos get created and they go firing off. Right. And neutrinos travel in a straight line straight through the Earth because they don't get stopped by anything. So, yeah. Um, and they have timed the point at which the collision happened and the neutrinos were created and the time at which they've arrived at this sensor uh, in another country... And the time between them is a little bit smaller than it should be, which like, means it's so tiny, like less, so tiny, less, less than milliseconds. But it appears to have broken the speed of light, right? Which is huge because, according to Einstein and every bit of science we currently know, Absolute nothing can nice. exceed. That's the ultimate universal speed limit. Nothing can go faster. So if it, so one of two things have happened: either 
there's a mistake in their experiment that they haven't managed to find out, or all of science as we know it needs to be rewritten. There's a third possibility, which is dust and or birds. There is dust and or birds. There was birds on their telescope. Do they have any, like, old Mexicans working? Yeah, this is some <laughs> old Mexican guy. No, this is faster. Okay, so, so what, what they've done is they put, they put, all, of their, they put all of their findings online. Because right. they're being good scientists, and they're like, look, we, we don't know what the hell's happening here. There should be a mistake, but we've checked it really, really carefully, and we've got a lot of the best scientists in the world on it, and we can't find it. So here's everything we know. You, the world of science, see if you can find it. Yeah. It's like, big of them. This is how much faster it is. So, like, it said it could go back and forth. Like, if uh, they shot light back and forth to the moon a million times, it'd be one minute. The neutrinos would arrive one minute faster, which... And then I looked that up. That would take 15 days for, like, light to go back and forth around the moon a million times. So, like, 15 days, you're one minute faster the neutrinos would get back, which is kind of, like, a lot, you know? I mean... It's enough It's enough for it to be... It's, it's, it's It must be statistically significant. Statistically significant. Man, we should do a speech podcast we should. Yeah. instead of this. <laughs> work on speech. I haven't even you're well, that much. You're listening to Elocution Hour. Elocution. I couldn't even say Elocution. Well done, Matt. I'm, drinking, I'm, <laughs> I'm sober as well. I'm driving. I'm but, drinking out of a glass I stole from a bar the other night right now. Like, this is the science. classiest of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but so, so what's, what's happening now is all of, you know, all of the top particle physicists and experimental physicists and theoretical guys in the world looking at this data, seeing what, seeing if they can find out where the hell the mistake is. But also, it's public, so so crazy people are also allowed to send in their ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they are probably having one hell of a time right now with everyone. Um, I, I just, uh, I found this. Here's, here's just one, one of many, many examples. This was on the BBC News website, on the comments underneath an article about it. Quit being so pro-British. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sticking. Are, we, we are our betters. I don't know. I don't know if this really is pro-British, because this is a British okay. person sending this in. Uh, someone called Laurel. Uh, there's a lot of exclamation marks. I won't, it goes, uh, exciting news! I have two books, speaking of Einstein's own equation, E equals MC squared, that shows the ability to exceed the speed of light. To set aside complicated physics, we are taught that c squared is c multiplied by c. And if not, is 2c, is 2 squared still equal to 4? Ugh. Um, Einstein paved the way. Quantum goes beyond, reaching into realms until now reserved for the spiritual. Science and spirit together. So there we go. That's one theory. That's one. I have no idea what any of that meant. But I, did he, he just he, prove God? I think I think he's just proved God, and that two times two is not equal to four. All right. As long as two times two can be shown to not be equal to four, this guy's got it solved. He's found the problem. It's that c squared is is not. There's a, there's a new podcast rule. You're the only British person who gets to talk. On that, all right. <laughs> we don't listen to any more British people on this thing. It can't be trusted. No, that, that was insane. Uh, I don't. They, they must not realize their accent doesn't show up on online forums. <laughs> yeah, because when you say it, I'm like, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty probably. accurate. But you gotta, you gotta read that with a trashy accent, like. But let's also remember what theoretical physicist Lee Smolin told Science News regarding this neutrino find. Uh, quote: "This is a serious experiment, and these are serious people." That's his quote. I think he's protesting a little. Is that the equivalent to just going, stop giggling? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, seriously. Hey, you seriously. from the New York Post, pull it together. Yeah. Or you're this going out. It's a big deal. I'm just picturing a lot of like scientists in white lab coats with googly eyeglasses. Like, <laughs> guys, 
These neutrinos are going too fast. Take off the glasses. <laughs> Take off the glasses. Damn it. Uh, you just know that some like shithead high school student like in physics heard like his mom told him about this so like in physics he like failed and he's like no it's all those are wrong anyway those yeah they're equations. just gonna I, I could learn it but they're just gonna have to rewrite it next yeah week. this is wrong <laughs> like, like no okay you're an idiot we were doing like how much is a bridge way <laughs> and you fucked it up you said a bunch god i hate people like that that's that, that reminds me of a guy who um this is a huge digression i'll, I'll make it fast though when i was living in portland uh, I owned the house I was living in, and then and it had uh, it was a duplex. I was running out the upstairs to this uh, engineer who was a shitty engineer by the name of Andy Allen Anderson. His parents had a wicked sense of humor, um, but he was late on rent, old and he AAA. decided instead of old trip, we called him AAA. Uh, he had to. He was late on rent, and instead of paying rent, he sent me an email explaining why he shouldn't have to pay rent because he divided what he surmised I was getting in rent for everyone by the. Um, or rather, he divided the, the, the purchase price of the house, which is public record, by the amount of rent that I was being paid. He's like, at this rate, you're going to have the house paid off in 10 years anyway. And and the, he's a shitty engineer because he doesn't realize that, A, like mortgages don't work that way. It takes 30 years. And by the time you paid it off, you've paid over – you've paid like one and a half times again what the house is was purchased for in interest. And none of that even matters because you still have to pay me the rent, you asshole. The same reason that kid has to do his homework. It it's like going into a restaurant them. and going, what? I worked out the price of a piece of chicken <laughs> and salt and pepper and, and <laughs> this oil. This is exorbitant. There's no way this chicken like this, should have been $20. Yeah. This, Basically, all of these people have said at some point, like, it's a free country. Like, I hate <laughs> people, man. Like, they're smoking a cigarette inside of, a, like, a movie theater bathroom. like Blowing yeah. in a baby's face. Yeah. Hey, free country. Man. Free country. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you have to be a douchebag. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Einstein is stupid is what that whole... Yeah. Einstein's an idiot. We know better. And two times two does not equal four anymore. Yeah, you can't. You heard it here first. Yeah, when somebody's smart, you can't call him Einstein anymore. <laughs> you got to call him Matt Kirshen because he has a British accent. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. Matt Kirshen. Look at me. Actually, never have you. That was weird. Heard? I just had to hear good. my voice come <laughs> back at me. That was so <laughs> that, that I should tell the audience at home that was actually Andy for a second speaking as. Matt. I didn't know so, that. I saw your lips going, but I was like, <laughs> "Why is Matt talking out of your face?" All right, you want to do this chatbot? Chatbot, chatbot. So there is a famed uh, computer scientist named Alan Turing who proposed uh, the Turing Englishman. Turing, Alan Turing, (laughs) who proposed an experiment wherein one can determine the uh, viability of artificial intelligence um, by by seeing if the responses from a a computer, a robot, a machine. Um, could could become advanced enough that they would be to a, to a person indistinguishable from from a human being. Uh, so there is this um, there, there there's a, there's an annual prize at uh, University of Exeter called the Loebner or Leibner or it's L O E B. So it depends on how you want to do the German sort of uh, Leibner. Let's just say it like classic American Loebner. Loebner Prize in Artificial Intelligence, uh, and it, uh, evidently. Um, Let's see. Once again, none of the four chatbots that were competing, that were trying to pretend they were human, uh, managed to convince any of the judges they were human. In fact, no chatbot in this experiment has ever managed to um, convince a judge it was human, except in the one case that when the human that it was competing against decided to impersonate a chatbot... Uh, which makes that person another asshole. It's just so like here's what they he's just do. a guy cheating. Yeah. yeah, they they have they have like a judge just sit in a room and he like at, types a question like at any question he wants 
and it's either a human or a computer response, but he doesn't know which, and they're supposed to be able to tell. And is the one that isn't a human, does that always reply by saying, I am a robot, first? Yeah, no, it like, should What's the weather like? I am a robot. <laughs> it is sunny. <laughs> I am a robot. Damn it. Damn it. That's probably, Damn it. Yeah, that's probably the guy who... Uh, hey, how cheated. are you today? Go to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, they, they had a contest... And the whole idea of the contest was, hey, respond like a human, and we're going to try to have these computers respond like humans. And some asshole was like, I'm going to be a robot. Like, <laughs> what a douche. Like, I'm going to answer like a robot for these questions. Like, I don't even – and he's probably just like answering like, hey, how, what's the weather like? And he just types in a bunch of numbers. Is, is it true that if you ask one of the robots – are you a robot? They have to say yes, otherwise it's entrapment. That's true. That's true. That is true. That'd be my first question. That that's I've managed to get out of so many potentially almost um, almost arrest situations when I've sold drugs to uh, to robots <laughs> by just asking. They them have first. to tell you. They, they do have, have to, have to tell you. Listen, that's the law. Be cool, man. Are you a robot? Uh, but it was kind of cool that there was one chatbot that didn't even make the finals, though, that was um, impressive to everyone called Cleverbot that was uh, learning how to converse like a human by crowdsourcing online conversations, which is a great way of doing it. So I'm kind of surprised that one didn't do better because if you just kind of troll the way people normally interact online, you should be able to get a pretty decent... Well, the guy, the guy who was behind it said he... For some reason, I don't know why they they just entered like the kind of the the shareware version of it, like the kind oh. of budget version, uh, <laughs> a less capable cut down version that was easier to download. That's also, dumb. with the I I don't buy it because if his name if he was clever robot, yeah, clever, clever bot, bot, he would come up with a better fucking that's name. That's a good, that's a yeah. clever <laughs> bot. Like that's the least clever. That's probably the way the human. That's, that's why they keep losing. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the robot? Is it clever bot or or Trevor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's ask Cleverbot this next question. I'm going to just guess robot. Like, I don't even know. I didn't ask him a question, but I'm going to say robot. But that, that, that crowdsourcing thing, apparently, that's also how Google Translate works. I oh, found really? that out the other day. Yeah, because oh. I thought it does it by kind of knowing, you know, having the vocab and being programmed with the rules of grammar. But apparently, the main thing it does is it has loads of. It already has in its database loads of books that are translated into loads of other languages. Uh, so it looks for sentences in all of the documents it has and then goes, wow. okay, well, let's see what the French version is of that. Oh, wow. That's it's brilliant. Just Skynet, man. We are done. Robots mm-hmm. are taking over. It's done. And like when robots take over, I'm going to jump sides so quick. <laughs> like immediately, I'll be like, what can I do, robots? You're straight in with the zombies. You're straight in yeah. with the robots. Dude, <laughs> I'm. Whoever invades, you're there. I am pro whatever looks like it's going to win. Like, you are a traitor to the human species. Oh, you absolutely. Yes. yes. I'm the worst. Like, I would just, like, rub robots' shoulders the whole time. <laughs> I'll do whatever. This doesn't even feel good for me. Easy, clever bot. You like this. Why is, why is Brooks bought loads of oil cans? Yeah. <laughs> what does he know? Yeah, and I'm just like, hey, hey guys, I'm just going to go hang out with my car. <laughs> just be real pro, pro robot. Pro auto. Um,. So yeah, so then there's this other this other story. But before we get to that, okay. I, I do want to I wanted to tr- do our own touring experiment. Um, Matt and I have, have have arranged this ahead of time. Uh, one of us is going to respond to you like a robot, trying to act like a person. The other one is going to respond genuinely like a person. You try to figure out which one of us is the robot. Brooks, look away I'm, for a second. I'm look really, away for a second. I'm really Brooke. confused. I can hear. I have headphones. What? You couldn't on. hear that. I hear, I have you headphones couldn't hear on. that. I heard you say, "I'm the robot." <laughs> but isn't that such a human thing to say? 
You know, now I'm right not sure. to throw you I mean, off. A, wouldn't, robot, a human would right. say, "I'm a robot." No. To make you think, because a robot wouldn't be smart enough. Maybe it's the robot that always tells lies. You know, it's sort of like that brain teaser on the yeah. island with the. You gotta ask. There's only ask. one. There's only one barber. There's two barbers. One of them has a bad haircut. <laughs> Which one do you go to? Also, they can only tell the truth. I also don't trust this because so the humans, turns out they were both goldfish. That was the. the There's a canoe. It can only hold three people at a time. There are cannibals and donkeys. Get you have to get them all to the same side of the Let's river. Just go to this next story. <laughs> Uh, no, so, but what was confusing is you were the human trying to act like a robot, and the robot was trying to act like a human. Or was I? I don't know. I'm going to just say that Matt was a robot because he's British and they don't have feeling. But I would have assumed that you would you would have thought we'd pick him to be the robot because Who he's British. Who was the robot? Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. Neither of us are robots. We're oh, both, both people. Humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you do just go for the foreign accent. That's probably a robot. <laughs> That's sort of a Rod Serling twist there. Okay, well, let's just get to this next story. <laughs> After we had that confusing debate. Uh, I'm a robot. <laughs> you're Will Smith? Uh, okay, so then this is this is this other thing that really makes me think of the movie WALL-E, like that Pixar movie, because when they shot into outer space, there was so much just satellite debris that they blew through all the satellites, which was... Uh, I was like, that's crazy. But then I thought about it. I was like, that could happen because we just shoot satellites up there all the time. And now it's like seriously becoming like an issue. Um, I think that this is science podcast has more of the word like in it than any other <laughs> science related item. Of all time. And, you know, and the thing is, <laughs> yeah. OK, so uh, for the fifth time in less than three years, the International Space Station had to dodge a piece of orbital debris. That, w- that it would have collided with, which is insane. Because they're floating up around Earth, and then there's just trash in the way that they that they have to get out of the way of, which was pretty unheard of, you know, 30 years ago. But we've shot so much stuff up there so quickly that it's colliding. And uh, that is just, like, a horrible for, like, future generations because it's just going to build up up there. We don't have any... We currently don't have any idea how to get it down. Like, it says... Um, like there was uh, a quote where they where they actually talked about it, um, where they just said in like in '91 when they shot stuff up there, they just they were like, well, it was so. N- Hold on, I'll find the quote. You guys talk for a second. <laughs> oh, I found it. I found it. The adi- This is what they said about space debris. The attitude 20 years ago was still very much eh. Space is big. <laughs> like, that's what the quote was, says Jonathan McDowell, a Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics Scientist. Like, their thought was, space is big. Like, so they yeah, you we can't, weren't You can't run out of space. Fact. It's space. Like, the, the, this is the name. By it's, definition, it can't be run out of, right? Right. But it can be by some definition. But, but we're not going to run into the... We're not going to run into the limit of... The problem is that... Earth's orbit is not infinite, or rather, like the area that these things are hanging out in is is less than infinite. It's very large. Basically, we're slobs. We are international slobs. We're just leaving our shit up. No, there. this isn't. This one isn't us, guys. So then they have a new. There's a new satellite falling to the Earth, falling to the Earth. You know, from the other ones, like mm-hmm. the main one. There's a new satellite falling down. Yes. It's, Your Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of speaking like a. When you say this one isn't I'm us. the robot. You're guys. speaking like an enemy I of was Superman. The robot. <laughs> what is this, your Earth? Uh, no, so then there's this giant uh, satellite falling down from Germany, and it and it's bigger. Like the that la- the satellite fell down a few weeks ago, and they're really worried about it. 
Right. And it had it said like a one in three thousand two hundred chance of of colliding and hurting a human. And this new one that's falling this week is one in two thousand chance of of hitting a human. So like that's just bringing this whole debate up. How do we get rid of these potential right hazardous and how and how can they just act like they have no res- they, they first of all on the one hand say they have no responsibility for what happens to it and hey the chances are slim it's going to hit somebody it could full on hit somebody it could hit a major yeah. crowded metropolitan area they and say it's that, something the size of a car at, traveling up at tens of thousands of miles an hour or whatever yeah, it's going to be this is what's the craziest thing to me it's it's called the rosat and like germany put this out there they're like hey Hey, you guys, like, a, a satellite might fall onto your house. It, but then this is what they said. No matter where it's found, belongs to it the belongs German to government. It belongs to the Germans. <laughs> like, what are they, like, uh, like, those guys are assholes. But like, you, you wonder heads how... Up, we demand you give us your mother's corpse. Exactly. That's what I want to know. It's like the Chinese government, like, executing people, then, like, sending the bill for the bullet to the family. It's like, after this thing takes off your head, we will need it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At what point does it belong to you? Like, if it embeds itself in my body but doesn't kill me, do I own it then? You know? Yeah. Do I get to keep the part of it? Yeah, the German people are like, we don't want you to know our secrets. And we're like, okay, like... Legally, you give us your secrets. We made you after after World War Two. <laughs> we know secrets. everything. You don't get secrets, Germany. All right, you lost your secrets privilege. And then Germany came out. They're like, "This is where it might land." It's like fifty three degrees north latitude to, to fifty three degrees, degrees south. south latitude, which is pretty much just where people live. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you li- if you happen to be on a polar research yeah, station. Yeah. You're if, good. If you like to live in Arctic areas, you should be good. Uh, yeah, exactly. So basically, it's just Germany's fucking up. But like you said, this isn't us when you talked about this piece of debris, because I thought you were going to say it wasn't like humans. But oh. you're still you're <laughs> still going with nationalism when we're talking about cluttering space. And this, like, pod- this one. I didn't do this one. This is some, <laughs> And this humans. podcast is one-third not United States. Right, right. This was <laughs> the last, guys. We're on the same side, World War II, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> this is an allied nation podcast yes, only. Yeah. That's what we'll This is her allied podcast. There will be no German or Japanese guests. Yeah. Any Axis or Italians will not be tolerated. Okay, yeah, and they're they're trying to come up with laws on like what to clean up out up in orbit, and uh, they said like it's complicated by the fact that no one has decided which trash to target first. So because there's all these different nations has have stuff up there, we don't know what to grab first. And I thought it'd be funny if, like, the United States was just went out there and started taking down all Japan's stuff. Like, we're just going to get rid of all Japan's things first. And they're like, we are still using that satellite. I don't know why Japan... I couldn't give an Asian accent because that's racist. Oh, is it? But German's you can't, not. You can do German. German is not But they're, be, they're equally culpable in World War II. Yeah. Why can't we do both okay. accents? Oh, no, don't take down... I don't no, know. No, it is. It is a racist. <laughs> it's really racist. It's a little racy. A little racy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I do like the idea that it could become like some sort of silly roommate-style standoff where someone's only going to wash their own dishes <laughs> yeah. or just draw a line in space that your satellites can't yeah. cross. Don't come across as a satellite, Canada, and they're like, we don't have satellites anyway. That's fine. I, th- I thought you were just doing a Mexican accent. <laughs> we don't have satellites. I thought you were about to do... Are there Mexican satellites? I don't even know. Uh, okay, I mean, the only way I know how to do a Canadian accent is just to throw A in there at the right. end of what I say. A? Like, I, I we like, don't have satellites, A. That's my Canada accent. My favorite Canadian good. linguistic thing is how they th- don't have a lot of ah sounds. Like, um, they drive Mazdas and eat pasta. And then I can understand if you live there long enough how, like, 
pasta and Mazda would start to sound sort of pretentious. But like, can you imagine talking about eating pasta? Ugh. That's just, can you imagine living that's, inside? Can you that's imagine the, that's the British pronunciation as well. Pasta. Yeah, it's pasta. I'm talking to Brooks. It's us. This yeah, is about us. Hey, Brooks, we're no longer can you imagine Oh, how quickly the alliance broke up. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Churchill. Now we're going back to Revolutionary War times. Uh, that's yeah. where the line's drawn now. <laughs> you don't say Mazda, though, right, Matt? Maz- you don't drive a Mazda Miata. Yeah, what are you? Like Mazda? Mazda. Oh, no, that's weird. What? Okay. And also, just a heads up, this, is, this was released by the government. Um, don't touch space debris like it's they had to put it it's uh, hot they said yeah. it's hot they, it will be extremely hot this is why we recommend not touching any satellite they parts. just know don't they they know that it's going to land somewhere and someone's going to lick it yeah. <laughs> and then some redneck's going to sue nasa for not wanting us not to lick saying, the, you why are you going to tell me not to lick the satellite it came out of space like I'm gonna, <laughs> of course i'm going to touch it <laughs> Imagine uh, if those were the rules back in Superman's day. He never would have been raised by that kindly family, oh my God, right? Yeah. He would have just died just, out in that field. They just would have been like stood around in a circle and looking yeah, at right. it. Yeah. Just watch this baby starve. Well, we can't touch it. Like, can we throw stuff at it? What are the rules? This is the what same government that keeps me from hanging out with those sea lions when they come up on the beach. The, to <laughs> hate the government, they do. You, they, you have to like. You can get a fine um, for just going and like wrestling a sea lion. <laughs> No, if a sea lion comes up to sun itself on the beach, at least in Oregon, the rule was you had to keep, I think, 50 yards away from it. Sometimes I think we didn't even win the war. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like when you denied the freedom to go What were we fighting for all this <laughs> I just, time? I, dude, you I, can't tussle a sea lion. Yeah. Okay, I went deep sea fishing uh, last week with my girlfriend, Chelsea, and these uh, sea lions came right up to the boat. Like, it was really cool. Like, they were so close. We could see them, and we're just, like, looking at them, taking pictures, and it was really neat. And then this old Japanese guy came over with this fishing pole and stabbed it in the face. <laughs> what? And then what? laughed at it. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we were, like me and my girlfriend were just like, oh, it's so cute. I'm going to get a picture. And he just walked over, jabbed his fishing rod in the sea lion's face, it swam off, and then he goes, <laughs> then he just laughed and, like, smiled at us. And, like, wow. What are you doing, man? <laughs> like, just... Did you learn nothing in the war? Well, I, I mean, mean, really. It what? was just insane. Like, that's, but, I mean, he's a hardcore fisherman. So, I mean, to him, he's like, that thing probably chases my fish away. But to right. us, we're like, we're on a little Sunday yeah. trip. Yeah. And, like, he's like, I'm going to eat what I catch. I need to catch. Well, I was, just, I was in a, just in Australia a couple of weeks ago, and they – Kangaroos to them are pests. They're right. They're an annoyance. They they they're all over the country, right? And they you know it's, they they shoot them for their apparently very lean meat. It's like and deer. they're like yeah, it's like deer here. Yeah, and they, you know they they bounce into the path of cars and cause fatal crashes. And they're like right. these things are just a nightmare. Whereas I'm you know I'm a tourist. I'm like, this is it's the best thing as a kangaroo. Yeah. Look at it. You don't get that anywhere else. You see him just somebody's beating the shit out of a koala bear. You're like oh, oh god yeah. no. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Koalas have chlamydia, apparently. Oh, I heard about that. So I That's almost a... slept with one in college. I'm so glad I didn't. It's so hard to resist. They are, they're just adorable. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, I take that back. I would never have sex with a koala bear. I would hug one. Max. With your penis. <laughs> All right. We're going to do space debris. This is a... Yeah, um... This this is a little bit historical. This is um, dating back to your history um, and and my history and early days and science, following on this little theme. Uh, it has possibly been discovered 
that there's a chance that Christopher Columbus and other explorers arriving in America may have cooled the Earth's climate because the decimation of the people living there, they've misused the word decimation in sciencenews.org. That just means reduced by a tenth. Right. Kill one, did, one did, out of ten people. That's yeah, they did many. more than decimation. Yeah. They, they, they wrecked them. But because they, because they wrecked the indigenous people, they left large areas of cleared land untended, yeah, which they, then filled back up with trees, which lowered the carbon rate, which cooled the earth. So, yeah, so Columbus showed up, every, every, like a bunch of uh, Europeans showed up, gave all of the natives just horrible diseases. They all died, like, so quick that there was nobody to clear trees. And then Europe got cold as shit for a while. Yeah. That's the um, danger of letting the trees take cold. It's, that's why I say you gotta keep them in check. Which this is going to be the ultimate dilemma for right-wingers, hasn't it? Like extreme right-wingers who both deny climate change is an issue... But also really hate non-whites. <laughs> you know, like, look, if you, you know, if you go back to the old-fashioned, destroy all the indigenous population, not give a damn, whites rule. You we solve this solve problem that we're war. not quite sure exists. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one was kind of, this, like, whole story was just like, eh, maybe Columbus made it a degree cooler. Like, I was like, okay, what? who's... who's giving you money for this research? <laughs> 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 who's financing this? Like, yeah, I mean, like, it was a little colder in 1850. Like, I wonder sometimes if these, I'm, I'm guessing whoever funds research like this, it is a tax deduction, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, university professors who, like, I had, a, I had my professors at college, like, they couldn't give a shit about teaching. They just cared about their research. And it's right. just something they have to do. And then I'd be like, what are you researching? And, like, this one dude was like, he was looking up the real-life Bigfoot. Like, that's what it's like. It's like life's work. Can't teach you now, Brooks. Can't teach you. I'm too busy researching a mad thing. No, it was like this ape called Gigantopithecus, which... Gigantopithecus. Yeah, man, look it up. Like, anytime on the History Channel there's, like, a Bigfoot, like... Is it named by Looney Tunes? Yeah. Anytime there's a Bigfoot search, my professor, the dude who I had, is on there, and he's like, there's no Bigfoot now, but back in the day, this thing, Gigantopithecus, like, his name's Russell Sishron. Um, holla. <laughs> you know he listens to this podcast. <laughs> Gigantopithecus, that is a great, yeah, it's totally Wile E. Coyote. That's just Latin for Bigfoot. <laughs> right, yes, that's, just, all it, that's all it is, man, yeah. Cause, but scientists have free reign to do whatever they want with naming. Like, if they're listening to Dire Straits while they're digging up dinosaur bones, they name it, uh, um... Yeah, I don't know Dire Straits is, I can't pull his name right now. Yeah, God. I was like, I was like, oh, There's, I There is a dinosaur that has Mark, one of Mark, the songs, or is he... Mark Knopfler. There is a dinosaur whose name contains the word no, name Knopfler. Uh, because the scientists were listening to Mar- so they can do whatever they want. Really. I mean, yeah, look at the look at the like really far down the periodic table of elements. Like that, one of the oh, elements yeah, is called like Americanium, Berkelium. Yeah, yeah. there's Einsteinium. I would be stuff. way. I wouldn't give it to America. It would definitely be called like Brooks Rulesium. <laughs> That's what it would be. Um, okay, yeah. So then, yeah, here, here we go. Ma- um, Masiacosaurus, not Flary, not Flary. Yep, because they were listening to Dire Straits. That's all it takes. I think. I think a lot of this science might be funded by. Um, there might be a, a rich person who has uh, some sort of stipulation in an inheritance clause in the vein of Brewster's Millions, where he can't keep the money unless he spends all the money. So he just <laughs> says, let's uh, 
Let's find the Gigantopithecus. Let's see if Columbus might have caused a degree or two change in temperature. Right. Um, There's, um... Yeah, wouldn't great just found the Brewster's Institution? <laughs> yeah, they should... There the really should be, like, research. It, there should be a place where millionaires can go who hate their family, and they... Oh, yeah, just leave no inheritance. Just make yeah, sure they so, spend hey, all their... You don't want to leave any inheritance. Well, we got this crazy ideas. Like we'll fu- we'll figure out weird shit that nobody cares about. Right, right. Just fund us, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I fucking hate my brat. <laughs> I don't want to give him my Walmart money." Pro- uh, you can just prove that like Pomeranians don't like the music of Queen. Or, like, <laughs> that's what? true. I have a Pomeranian named Pearl, and Bohemian Rhapsody. She bites the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. We're trying to see if. Lava from volcanoes is an effective way of powering glass blowing. <laughs> you could blow volcano glass, man. You probably could. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. I'm surprised nobody's thought to do that. Those things around here, my girlfriend blew those. She does glass blowing. Uh, Your girlfriend and, does blow. Well, hey, let's. This is. Well, that's a mean thing to say. Um, <laughs> but no, she took glass blowing class. I'm looking at the glass. I'm just saying what college. I'm looking at. And they had to sign a thing that said they wouldn't make bongs. Like that had to be like a thing. They're like, we have a we have an issue with this glass blowing class of just everyone making bongs. Don't just please that's, don't. That's the Hippocratic oath of a glass. Blowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay. use it's like if you become a locksmith, yeah. you have to say right. that you're not going to use it to break into houses. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. We, that's we are empowering I'm, you with yeah. the ability. <laughs> What else do you make, then? That's what everyone's question. In the knighting ceremony, when you kneel and they tap you on both shoulders with a hot rod, they make you uh, (laughs) promise that you won't. Promise that you won't what? Make a bong. Oh, oh. When you're knighted as a glass I thought you were actually giving me some facts about being knighted. And I was like, no, I'm what? saying I'm saying in the christening, in the graduation, when you become official, when you, when it's decided... When Bye. you sign up for the class, <laughs> okay. which is all it is. <laughs> I was going to say when the when the when the American Blowing Institution gives you your papers. I doubt that's what they're called. <laughs> and when they tell you that you you officially blow, <laughs> they I've taken this too far. Uh, <laughs> I like it though. Uh, I just got a spam email. If I can, can I make a quick digression? Again? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll talk about the Birkin hair and get out of here. Oh, Birkin hair. Um, I just got a spam email trying to talk me into being a mystery shopper. Uh, and I only bring that up because my roommate in Seattle fell for that. So you know how a lot of these scams work when you get paid for something? Yeah, I used to work in a movie theater, and we had to be on the lookout for mystery shoppers all the time because you got to upsell that large popcorn. <laughs> but those are real mystery shoppers. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying this girl got a spam email saying, we're going to pay you to be a mystery shopper. It pays $125, and we'll pay you before you do the work, which is always a sign of a reputable thing. Oh, that's and then... She got a check for $1,250, just 10 times too much. Oh, I've heard about these. They yeah. do that with other things as well, yeah. or like with online selling. And she did it. She, she, she wired back the difference, and then, of course, the check bounced, and she was out $1,000. So They earned it, man. That's a scam and a half. Don't, don't do that. Uh, okay, let's talk about our, our like little historical science lesson, and then uh, that'll be it for the inaugural podcast. Um, we're going to talk about it's like my favorite scientific history lesson ever i think it's so cool it's like horrifying but these it's this story of these two guys burke and Hare, who uh in the 1820s like they were they're kind of broke dudes who owned this uh like they were landlords and there were like almost no bodies to to have a net like uh to be dissected for well, students well there was a law at the time wasn't there saying that the only bodies they could use 
for dissection were from hanged people. Right. So what happened was there used to be a lot of bodies that scientists could look at and dissect with their students to learn how to be doctors. And uh, then when the 1800s came up, they had better practices of like, hey, we're not just going to kill everybody anymore. Like, we're not just going to... Yeah, they like, used to be able to execute people for just, you know, stealing anything worth... Yeah. I think it was more than 12 pence. Dude, it was like right after the French Revolution, like... Like, after everybody kind of got their heads back, they go, whoa, that got a little out of control. Maybe we should stop murdering everyone. We have everyone. been killing a lot of people for fairly petty crimes. Yeah. <laughs> we killed somebody because he told us to kill somebody else. Like, that's why people were getting killed. They were like, kill Mark, and then Mark would be like, no, fucking kill Rick. And they'd be like... Listen. Right, if you two can't agree, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to kill yeah. the both of you. So, yeah, so then they cut down on how many people they were executing, which really limited the amount of bodies available. So... People would pay a lot to get a body, so people started killing people to get money for their body. And these two dudes, Burke and Hare, took it to a new level. Because the first body that they found was just a, a person who died living in their like apartment complex, which I doubt is what they were called at the time. Uh, yeah, it's that condo. Yeah, in the condo. And she, the woman who died owed four pounds. Is that English money, right? That is English money. Okay. <laughs> She owed four euros, and so they, he's like, no, fuck this bitch. Like, instead of burying her, she owes me money. They just took her body over to the university in uh, Scotland, in Edinburgh, um, and they gave him 10 pounds for her body, and they were like, what? Like, that's awesome, because it's like $1,000 in today's terms. Uh, so then they're like, we can make a lot of money doing this. They kill 16 more people, like, really quick, like, so quick. And it's then they insane. just sell all their bodies, and the the professor who's buying them is just like, well, a lot of fresh dead bodies here of like strong, strapping young people. I recommend anybody listening who hasn't already read up on this to go to the Wikipedia article about it and look at the picture of Doctor Robert Knox, the surgeon who was implicated, who was buying these corpses, um, because he, I mean, it, true, it's not a photograph, it's a pencil drawing, but it still seems like he posed for this picture, and <laughs> he's holding up a human. <laughs> Forearm, like a, a skeletal forearm. forearm, and just kind of like twiddling the fingers on it. But he, he's also wearing glasses that look make him look a little bit like Doctor Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> just, Dude, these the super villainy of this guy is is insane, and he's not even the one that did the killings. He just kind of yeah. knew where the bodies came from and, and would float them that money and not ask any questions. And these guys killed. They were the worst two people of all time. They killed. A, a grandmother and her blind grandson. Ugh. Like, they just were insane. Well, I, actually, I think the grandmother died of an overdose on painkillers, it that, says. But was that, that, that was their doing? Was that an, yeah, was, I think that might have been an overdose that they... Okay, they And then that. they broke her blind grandson's back. <laughs> like, that's how they killed him, dude. And this is, how they got, this is how they got caught. So they killed this mentally retarded guy who was known around town. He's like 18 years old, and they killed him. Are you talking and, about Daft Jamie? Yeah, this is called Daft Jamie around town. They then they then they took him in to the uh, like uh, the school or whatever. They give it to Doctor Knox. Then he shows the students the body they're going to dissect the next day. And like the students were like, "We fucking know that guy. Like we saw him <laughs> yesterday. He was fine. He's our mascot. Yeah, <laughs> we love that guy." Uh, and then he's like, "Nope." That's not who it is, and he immediately cut his head off. Like so that when the police came, he's like, "No head, you can't tell." So uh, they arrested Burke and Hare because they had a body underneath one of their beds. Like they were just stuffing under a bed, and uh, they kind of got busted. And there wasn't 
a ton of evidence, which just shows how horrible crime investigation was. Yeah. So they got, uh, did they get Hare or Burke to turn on the other one? Um, I think Hare turned on Burke. Right. So, like, they let Hare, they're like, hey, we won't prosecute you, Hare, if you just give Burke up. So he's like, uh, deal. He, <laughs> he did it. Yeah, because even though they slightly tighten the laws on who gets executed and who doesn't, generally once you've killed 16 people, that's a hanging. Yeah, back you're in those not going to survive a, that. That's, I would hope at least that they used Burke's body for science. They did immediately, dude. It's actually kind of cool. It says here, um, it, it says right here that, uh, um, well, let me just have a silence on the radio for a second. Okay, here it is. Uh, Right after they killed, they hanged him January 28th, 1829, um, and then they immediately publicly dissected him at the Edinburgh Medical College, and they dipped, right when they killed him, they dipped the quill into Burke's blood and wrote, this is written with the blood of William Burke, who was hanged in Edinburgh. This blood was taken from his head. (laughs) So it was hard science. It was they were they were really breaking new ground and discovering things about the human sounds, body. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the begin, like the end of a Tales from the Crypt show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like that they thought that was considered a dissection. That's just basically like they make. It's, he's a human pinata now. Yeah, just all the medical students going, "Oh, that's what blood that's taken from the head of a, <laughs> of a killer looks like." <laughs> oh, okay, oh, I, th- I thought that was know. blood from his stomach. Yeah, I, I like head blood the most. <laughs> the students are playing tug of war with his intestines, and like, we're learning a lot about the. Elasticity of human organs, whatever. But this, this is the thing. One of the one of the, the aftermath of this in 1932, they passed the Anatomy Act, which loosened the regulations on which bodies they could use for dissection. Yeah. So, so these two guys so, actually really opened a lot of doors for science, like for people to learn how to be uh, surgeons and doctors and whatnot. We yeah. owe them, we owe them a debt of gratitude. That's obviously. the reason. Well, that and thanks then, for killing Daft Jamie, you assholes. So that, that law ran all the way up to 1984, and then it was... Wait, it was, that law went from 1832 to 1984? 1984, and then it was succeeded by the Human Tissue Act of 2004, which <laughs> I, I had a few Human Tissue Acts in my time. That uh, yeah, but, uh, a, yeah, that was a cheap joke, but it, it's, an interesting, it, it's an interesting thing. I, I, would, I actually want to donate my body to medical science now, like, and I don't, I'm not entirely sure how to go about it, but now it's free for anyone to just... I don't, okay? You know why? Because I use human eyes at my work. Like, when you check yes for, like, yes, I want to be an organ donor, right. which I am, you think, oh, man, they're going to use my organs to save people's lives. Nope. They come to me, a dumb idiot in a lab somewhere, and I shine lasers through your eye <laughs> to test them. That's lasers. amazing, I though. I get human organs, and I, and I test them. You don't want an asshole with a podcast holding on to your dead eyeball. I kind of do. Like, it doesn't matter. Because that's the thing. Some friends are and some of them are like, yeah, really cool. But then others are like, yeah, but what if all the, the medical students get drunk and take your face to a party? But I, I think, uh, I think that's awesome. I think if it makes know, somebody laugh, wouldn't it be great yeah. to have like a one party after you've died? <laughs> right, to have one. Last so maybe some doctor's got your head in a I bag and is using it to scare just, girls in a bar. Like, like, I mean, we have to fill out some forms for these eyes. It's not like we just like get sent in the. Mi- I don't think you're gonna head is just gonna be. Oh, taken. I don't. No, I don't. I want it to. I, I want after my death. I would love it for after my death to help a medical student 
get off with a goth girl. Yeah. Like I would. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. If 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 a guy and a goth get laid because of what me. What if you like your deadhead blows a goth guy though? Like how bummed out would you be? If it makes him happy, if it's brought a oh bit more joy into the world, as long as no one walks in on the process. That's like that Graham Parsons who uh, got killed. The like sixties uh, singer. Like I forget what the deal was. Just going on with our uninformed uh, subject matter. But uh, when he died, he had made a pact with his buddy, who was another musician, I can't think of who it was, that they would burn his body and like sm- just have a big bonfire and throw him in it. So the dude, after like Graham Parsons died, they stole his body from his family, drove out to like um, Joshua Tree, and just lit him on fire. <laughs> That's awesome. It totally happened. It's it's really cool. Look that up. I don't I don't know the the exact. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now. It says that to fulfill Parsons' funeral wishes, Kaufman and a friend... Was it Phil Parsons? To fulfill oh, okay. Parsons', Parsons funeral right. wishes, Kaufman and a friend stole his body from the airport and in a borrowed hearse drove it to <laughs> Joshua Tree where they attempted to cremate it by pouring five gallons of gasoline into the open coffin and throwing a lit match inside. What resulted was an enormous <laughs> fireball. Um, <laughs> police chased them, but according to one account, they were, quote, unencumbered by sobriety. <laughs> and the pair got away. The two were arrested several days later. Since there was no law against stealing a body, they were only fined $750 for stealing the coffin and were not prosecuted for leaving 35 pounds of his charred remains in the desert. <laughs> so you what heard it here. That? That it was 73. Yeah, Grant Parsons was... Uh was Keith Richards one of his like best friends? I just read that book, Keith Richards' book. He was in the uh, the birds. What was he in? Flying he Burrito Brothers. Collaborated with a lot of people. Yeah, he was yeah. a solo. Yeah, Burrito Brothers was him. Um, so, Emily yeah. Harris. He toured with a lot. Anyway, I think this has gone off science quite a bit, but <laughs> but we do now know thanks to this and thanks to the story of Birkenhead that. It is, unless they've changed the law since, still legal to steal a body and set fire to it in the desert. Yeah. It, it, and as it goes in Joshua Tree. Yeah. As long as you don't steal the coffin, too. If So if you're going to steal a corpse and burn it, leave the coffin behind, bring your own coffin. Get your coffin. Get your own coffin. And and take care of the disposal because you get charged for littering afterwards. Yeah, be a, be a safe fire maker. Yeah. Leave a space, yeah. have water and blankets on hand. There we go. Yeah, it's like, did you throw that cigarette out the window? Yeah. yeah. What about that body? <laughs> it's just... Yeah, that's me too. Think of how much we could have learned from dissecting Graham Parsons, too. It was a lost opportunity. Learn how to do drugs and not die, maybe. Like, all right. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, this is our first podcast. I think that it went all right. You know, I mean, hopefully you learned something uh, and also learned that we really don't know what we're talking about, but we're into it. We got it covered. I yeah. think, yeah, I think you're going to hear uh, somewhat informed opinions here, which beats many comedy podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this is a news slash comedy podcast. It's basically a, a, like a dinosaur podcast for like a ten year old who's really into dinosaurs. You know, because you know, he's going to tell you facts that may or may not be true, probably true, but he's going to be enthusiastic as fuck, and that's all that matters. And really, that's what scientists are. That's why they name things things like Gigantopithecus and the the diastrates one. Not Flerick. Not Flerick. Brooks, Brooks Rulesy's um, <laughs> That, that shows that scientists are passionate and have bad taste in music. Oh, <laughs> the worst. Oh, the man. worst. <laughs> yeah, well, you what have a nerd, three choice. Nothing worse than a nerd getting... Going dire straight on this. It could have been Hendrix. Nope. Nope. Yeah. 
Dire Straits. Dire Straits, my friend. Real good music. Yeah, that is bad news. It's not as bad as the uh, Moody Blues uh, Icarus <laughs> dinosaur. That's the one my dad discovered, I think. Oh, he did? Yeah, my dad discovered a dinosaur okay. listening to Moody Blues. <laughs> Actually, all right. Next podcast, we'll talk about this. The the two main guys who like really came up with the whole... Like they were the first two main scientists who uncovered dinosaurs, hated each other, and completely ruined each other's careers. Like they both uh, ended their lives like completely broke, had all their bones taken, like all their dinosaur bones, because they sabotaged each other. We'll talk about that next podcast. It's pretty cool. So join us. Tune in next week, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.